What's happening, guys? Sam Adams here, and welcome to a brand new episode of Cabinet today for May the 13th of 2019. My name is Samuel Adams, and welcome to today's show. Of course, if you are brand new to the program, this is a daily gaming news podcast where I let you guys know the hottest gaming news happening right now in the industry we all love. And today, we are returning yet again to the topic of Ghost Recon Breakpoint because it was noted over the weekend by many, many people that Ghost Recon Breakpoint is, in fact, skipping Steam for a launch on the Epic Game Store as well as Uplay for those that are staunchly against Epic's new storefront. On top of that, DICE has removed, or is removing, duos from Battlefield 5's Battle Royale Firestorm, citing lack of player interest. Not enough people are playing duos. Find one friend. Save the mode. I'm just kidding. It's probably not worth saving. Rage 2 will have at least two paid add-ons after launch. Deep Silver may be teasing some kind of Saints Row announcement. Respawn is banning more people but temporarily because of piggybacking. We will talk about what that means, and Devolver is hosting yet another phenomenal E3 press conference. If you've never tuned in to a Devolver conference, you, my friend, are missing out. But that is our lineup for the day. Again, this show is hosted five days a week, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. If you did want to check out the show live on twitch.tv slash Adams, then it's taken down and put up on youtube.com slash Media as well as podcast services around the world. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top stories, starting off with Ghost Recon Breakpoint, because it is in fact skipping Steam for a launch on the Epic Store. It is at its breaking point, you may say. Ghost Recon Breakpoint is set to skip Steam in favor of the Epic Games Store, exclusive release publisher Ubisoft says. The game will also come to Ubisoft's proprietary Uplay Store, but will otherwise not be available digitally from alternative sources on PC. The company confirmed the news to PC Games M, but did not give a reason as to why it decided to withhold Breakpoint from a Steam launch. Ubisoft's two most recent games, Anno 1800 and The Division 2, have also skipped Steam in favor of the Epic Games Store. GameSpot has contacted Ubisoft to ask why the company has made this decision. A possible explanation, they have been doing some deep digging over a GameSpot, is that Epic makes a lot less money and they have a pretty appropriate share of funds whenever it comes to you make more money when you put your game on their shop. It's crazy, I know. Uh, but that could very well be the reason that, you know, people put their games on the Epic Game Store. It's blowing my mind, you know? Uh, but on the other hand, Steam has a significant install base and has been around for much longer, meaning it possesses features the Epic Store does not, including cloud saves, achievements, and more. But that money, though. Other big games, such as Metro Exodus and Detroit Become Human, have also skipped Steam as Epic continues its drive to secure exclusives. Epic has stated it will change its policy of chasing exclusives if Valve reduces the cut it takes from game sales on Steam. Now, of course, this game was just revealed last week, and this story is one that is just one in a sea of many, it seems, in 2019, where a lot of people are going over to the Epic Games Store uh, to put their games out. Whether it be small indie developers or large big games like you have here with Ghost Recon and The Division 2 and Metro Exodus, uh, the Epic Games Store is becoming a big powerhouse of this year's biggest games. I mean, truly, there are some massive games coming to the Epic Games Store. Uh, however, is this a big deal? For me, the Epic Games Store has never been a big deal. We've talked about this many, many times on many, many past episodes of Caffeinate, and I've talked about it on Twitter as well. 
But I will say that I think even this specific case is a bit different because you can still access Ghost Recon Breakpoint through Uplay, which is yet another launcher that you probably already have installed on your PC to begin with. So this, for me, isn't that big of a deal. And to be quite honest with you, I've always launched Ubisoft games through Uplay rather than Steam directly for years. That's just been the way that I've gone about my gaming lifestyle. Uh, so... If you did want to pick up Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I did want to let you know. It is going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive, and Q in the comment section, at least one individual that is outrageously upset, and over on Twitter, many, many other people that are outrageously upset. I would hate to be on the PR team for Epic right now, because man, if you want to kick, just go on one of their Twitter feeds and just see whenever they make an announcement. See what people are talking about. It's like, why isn't it on Steam? Why are you being anti-gamer? Bring the pump shotgun back to Fortnite. That's literally what you're looking at whenever you're talking about their Twitter replies but I digress let's talk about Battlefield 5 because DICE removes duos from Battlefield 5's Battle Royale citing lack of player interest and will return as a limited time mode in the future you can no longer play duos in Battlefield 5's Battle Royale mode Firestorm DICE removed duos this week because not enough people were playing it but said that it will return in the future albeit as a temporary mode Duos was never meant excuse me, to be a mainstay of Firestorm. It was added last month as a limited time mode for a weekend only, but when that weekend was over, players asked for more, and DICE was happy to bring it back, seemingly as a more permanent feature. Now, however, DICE says that players are more interested in squad play than duos, and so it's returning to its original plan. The mode will return in some form, but DICE has not yet worked out how often you will be able to play it. Genuinely, it will return, a DICE community manager said on Reddit. Whether we do that on certain weekends every month or for a week to celebrate each of the future Firestorm updates, you will see Duo again. To be very fair to folks, though, and as transparent as possible, we are not presently expecting it to return as a permanent addition. Fans on Reddit weren't best pleased. DICE's announcement post has received 74% downvotes with players venting their frustration in the comments. Is this a joke? That's the only reason I get on anymore. Same with my buddy. All we play is Duo, said user more dots okay stop dots. What a username that one is. This limited time stuff really needs to stop. The fact it arrived, then was removed, then came back, and is now being removed again with no foreseeable return is just, I don't even know anymore, they say, clearly having some kind of breakdown over their gaming habits. Uh, but... I think what's happening here is they're trying to emulate what's happening with Fortnite. Of course, limited time modes are pretty popular in Fortnite, albeit a little bit different. Of course, they don't just randomly take away stuff like duos in Fortnite. They insert stuff like Sniper V2, where you just have like an uh, uh, entire game of snipers and, and low gravity and low health and stuff like that. They put those kind of limited time modes in. To take away duos, I think, might be a little bit much because, again, some people don't have an entire squad to play with whenever it comes down to it. And so if you have yourself and one other friend, you can absolutely dominate in duos on Battlefield. And that doesn't necessarily have that much of a requirement when it comes to how many people you have to play. A squad, on the other hand, takes a good bit of coordination. You all have to be ready to play. You have to be together at a certain time, etc. And so duos, I think, was a pretty good addition to the game. But I understand if they don't want to keep the servers up or if they want to kind of create this, this exclusivity kind of feel around duos where people get excited about it coming back. However, you can only get people excited about a feature coming back to your game if the game itself is in good standing to begin with. And Battlefield 5 is not. Battlefield 5 is a good game. I stand behind that. I've been playing it a good bit over the course of the past few weeks, but I will say it's not the best Battlefield that I've ever played. It's a fine game and it looks gorgeous, but 
it needs a little bit of help, you know? It needs to have as many players coming back to it as humanly possible, especially to populate these lower, more sparsely populated modes. And so to get people back into Firestorm is a big deal. To keep people coming back is a big effort in a way. Uh, it takes a lot to get people coming back to Firestorm. And so to be able to add duos and potentially get a couple of people back is something that I think they probably should have kept. Uh, but that's just me. So if you did want to dive into Battlefield 5 Battle Royale Firestorm duos, then you had better wait it out because it could be coming back at some point in the future, although not anytime soon. However, in the meantime, you can always just play Rage 2, and I have good news for you. If you do like Rage 2, there are at least two paid add-ons after launch. I said two at least five times there. Cosmetic and events, however, will be free. That's always good. Just because Rage 2 is a single player game does not mean its gameplay will remain all that static. Avalanche and Bethesda have published a 2019 roadmap for the open world shooter and it is evident that the developers want to treat the game almost as if it were an ever evolving multiplayer title. There are two paid expansions in the pipeline, one in August, Rise of the Ghost, and one in November. While there aren't many specifics about the plot, there are promises of new stories, areas, and gear for both add-ons. Thankfully, you will not have to pay extra to get something. Weapon skins, world events, challenges and new rides the mech you see above plus the one wheeler are all slated to be available throughout 2019 you'll have a reason to keep playing even if you blaze through the main story then the question is whether or not rage 2 will receive similar treatment once 2020 rolls around it is certainly nothing new for single-player games to get expansions but they rarely have roadmaps with month-by-month -month commitments we wouldn't rule out a change in pace based on demand and so, we have more Rage 2 content coming our way. Now, I've seen a lot of people talking about Rage 2 this week, and specifically in regard to the fact that its marketing team doesn't seem to have been pushing the game that much. We've seen a couple of snarky tweets on Twitter, as you would expect from a, you know, personal business Twitter account, as I like to call them, where you have somebody with a lot of personality running a professional business account. Uh, and that's always well and good. That's a good way to get people riled up about your game. But outside of that, I haven't seen that much about this game. However, it is shaping up to be one of the best games of 2019. I have a lot of faith in Rage 2. And so to hear it, you know, and to see it getting more content after launch is something that I think solidifies in my mind the value that Bethesda is placing on this game and the work that Avalanche and id Software have put into this game. I think that there's a lot going on here. And I think there's enough world, a lot of, uh, a lot of lore here to flesh it out over the course of the next few months and even potentially uh, the next year, year and a half or so. I think there's a lot of story to be told within the world of Rage 2. Uh, so much character within this game, truly. Not so many characters. Of course, there are plenty of characters as well, but just a lot of, of, of passion, a lot of, of character within the game itself. There is a lot to do within the world of Rage 2. Tons of explosions as well. Very exciting stuff. Uh, so if you did want to check out Rage 2, it's coming out this week on the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PC. And I will say, it's shaping up to be a pretty good-looking post-apocalyptic adventure that I, my friends, will be taking part in. Now, let's talk about Deep Silver, because another crazy big explosion filled game kind of like rage 2 but not really is of course every saints row game specifically the third i i was a big fan of the third but the saints row series may be teasing some sort of big new announcement the saints row series has been dormant for a while but it looks like this may soon change publisher deep silver issued a tweet the other day asking fans to subscribe to the official saints row youtube channel at first glance it seems like a regular tweet to notify followers of the channel's existence but the publisher added this hint in the tweet we have exciting things ahead for the saints you don't want to miss out now this is far from confirmation saints row 
news is coming, but it's certainly curious Deep Silver decided to throw that little tidbit in. And so the last new Saints Row game was 2015 Saints Row Gat Out of Hell, a spinoff starring character Johnny Gat. Of course, before that, Saints Row 4 was released in 2014 to critical acclaim, and the Saints Row team moved on to Agents of Mayhem, which received a tepid response when it launched in 2017, and the team has been quiet since, so hopefully it is cooking up something Saints-related. And I will also say, uh, you know, honorable mention, Saints Row the Third just came out on the Nintendo Switch, if you did want to pick that one up and see what it was, uh, see what it was bringing to the table for yourself but could we actually be seeing some kind of Saints Row related news I think we could it's time for a good Saints Row game uh, will it be coming this generation that's my question that I want to present uh, I doubt it I think that it would be a wise move to go ahead and hold out because we still have Saints Row games to play on this gen and so to be able to come into the next generation with a Saints Row game and and you know a time in the console cycle when there tend to be a good many gaps in the game lineup that could be a big win for the guys over there at Deep Silver so I hope that is what they choose to go with and so we will see if they actually do have anything to announce. Of course, we are building up to E3. It is that time of year. And so could we be seeing something big at E3? We very well could. I would beg, beg the graphic designer over there at Deep Silver, make a new promotional image because I like the Saints Row font. I like the, the blue and the black on the wallpaper or the blue and the dark blue or the blue. What am I talking about? Am I colorblind? Purple. I like the purple and the dark purple, but the YouTube.com slash Saints Row and this sans serif looking, what is this? Anyways, uh, I digress. You should subscribe to Deep Silver if you do want to stay up to date on all of their hottest announcements, but you can always come back to Caffeinate right here and I'll let you guys know what's going on. And don't worry, I've got pretty good fonts. Uh, but if you are still playing Apex Legends, of course, more news is coming out about updates for that game around E3, specifically at the Electronic Arts event, but Respawn will ban piggybacking Apex Legends players. What does that mean, you ask? I ask myself the same thing. Respawn is cracking down on piggybacking in Apex Legends and will ban players who utilize the technique that involves players not actually participating in a match, but using their teammates to carry them to a good position and level up faster. Jay Fresh, Respawn's community manager, took to Reddit to give some updates to issues the team is currently working on for Apex Legends, including the aforementioned piggybacking. According to Respawn, piggybacking is, quote, when a player drafts off other players in the squad to carry them to a good position and level up faster, but doesn't actually participate in the match, meaning they never collect a weapon, fire a shot, don't deal any damage, etc. Respawn investigated how many matches were being affected by this behavior and decided that it is a prevalent issue that warrants instituting temp bans for players that exhibit piggybacking behavior and extreme cases could lead to a permanent ban. Ooh. There is no word on when these bans will be taking place, but Respawn wanted to give its player base a heads up before they bring out the ban hammer. The update by Respawn also discussed hit registration issues, excuse me, slow-mo at start of matches, audio problems, PS4 crashes after the 1.08 update, and more. Respawn also recently addressed its update plans, and while it's 100% committed to the long-term growth of Apex Legends, it values the health of its team and puts a focus on quality of content over novelty or speed of release. And so, of course, we will get more news at E3 about the future of Apex Legends, but I suppose this was an issue that was being had. I wasn't even aware of this. My only question is, why would you want to get into a game and not do anything just to level up in the game? 
The whole point of playing a game is to, you know, I don't know, play the game. I don't get the idea of having somebody else, potentially paying somebody else to help level you up. The whole point of leveling up is for you to get better at the game. If you have the highest possible rank in a game, yet you have never played the game, it doesn't matter. When you dive into play, you're going to suck. So unless you just like that aesthetic of being a high-ranking individual, I suppose there is really no reason to piggyback to begin with. But if you are doing this, I would encourage you to stop. Number one, because you're an embarrassment to everybody, including your mother. And then on top of that, it's a huge waste of time. Just don't do it. But if you didn't want to play Apex Legends, guess what? Devolver is hosting another almost inevitably unhinged E3 press conference this year. It is going to be a very, very good time. Indie publisher Devolver Digital has confirmed that its E3 press conference will return, along with presumably its bionically rejuvenated and formerly deceased CEO Nina Srothers on Sunday, 9th of June, 2019. You can check it out right down below. Devolver's inaugural E3 press conference was a bit of an unexpected show highlight back in 2017, introducing the world to its no-nonsense top exec and such boundary-pushing industry innovations as Devolver Digital Screenplay, complete with unintended dismemberment, and Devolver Digital Early access and its follow-up at last year's E3 was never going to have quite the same impact without the original's element of surprise, but it was nice to see Shruther's face, excuse me, feeling better after her head exploded live on stage first time around. Uh, so of course, you know, you got these big E3 press conferences like those from Xbox, like those from, of course, previously PlayStation, but we don't do that anymore. Uh, Devolver took it to the next level by mocking, essentially, the traditional press conference and making it something so over the top, so uh, devolver, I can't even put it into words, that it just grabs the attention of the entire industry. It is without a doubt my favorite conference to watch because it doesn't take itself too seriously, but there is still gaming news to be found within the press conference itself. You can actually get a look at what's coming from devolver over the course of the next year while also getting a ton of good laughs in as well. And of course, the person that hosted is always phenomenal. She is just a phenomenal presenter, a great public speaker, and somebody who does not take herself too seriously. But man, I do love this specific press conference. So I am looking forward to 2019. I cannot wait to see what E3 itself just kind of brings around because it's going to be a very interesting show. And I will also say, as a bit of an aside, the company behind the scenes that hosts E3 is going through a bit of turmoil right now. There's a fantastic article that I will link down below from the rest of the, um, the articles where essentially it's kind of falling apart. Uh, so we will talk about what that means maybe on a future video devoted to that topic itself. But if you did want to watch this year's show, of course, tons of news coming uh, during that week in June. But specifically, Devolver Digital is hosting their conference on the 9th of June, a Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern on, I would assume, twitch.tv slash Devolver Digital. And of course, you can always follow them on Twitter, which is always recommended in my book. However, that rounds out today's episode of Caffeinate. Of course, if you are brand new to the show, welcome on in. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode, and you should subscribe for more because the show is hosted five days a week, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash the Samuel Adams. Then it's taken down and put up on youtube.com slash Samuel Adams Media if you did want to catch it in that format or even a podcast, if you will. But until tomorrow, you guys have a phenomenal rest of the day. I will talk to you soon, and peace.